Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Kia ora, lovely listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod. Uh, we're very excited about this week's episode. Um, it's always so lovely when we speak to someone who just is really passionate about um, what they do and really passionate about supporting parents in their, their parenthood journey. And we really struck gold with Louise uh, because... I don't think there's anybody more passionate about baby wearing. She has such concern for parents and babies to make sure that we are baby wearing safely and comfortably and above all, enjoying it. Um, So yes, we have Louise from the sleep store this week. I would highly recommend for everyone to listen to this episode because it's not just for people who um, haven't baby worn before or people who are trying to work out which carrier or, um, you know, sling they should be getting for their baby when they're pregnant. It's great for everybody to know about, you know, adjustments you can make, what you can do once your little one is two, your options for after that. And I think both George and I said afterwards, it was just great to look back at what we'd done and think, you know, really reflect on uh, that baby wearing journey because it is so lovely, isn't it? Um and think about things that you might want to do differently next time, just knowing what your other options are out there. So I think we're going to crack straight on. Here we have Louise from the Sleep Store. As very keen baby wearers ourselves, we are incredibly excited to have Louise Tangay from the Sleep Store talking to us today about baby wearing. Louise and her husband Matt opened the Sleep Store in 2006 as a one-stop shop for tired parents. They have four boys themselves, Jack, Tom, Ben and Eddie, and have put their parenting knowledge to good use to help many other parents out there with advice and products on everything sleep. They have many awards under their belt, from Best Baby Retailer 2020 at the O Baby Awards to the People's Choice Award for Best Non-Toxic Baby Bedding. On top of all of these phenomenal achievements, the Sleep Store worked closely with Give a Kid a Blanket and the Parent Centre. Louise recently launched Baby Wearing Aotearoa, a not-for-profit focused on baby wearing safety and making carriers accessible to families without the funds to purchase one. They also support baby wearing groups and sling libraries across New Zealand. If you didn't already know, the Sleep Store sells a wide range of baby carriers and Louise is a twice-certified baby wearing consultant from schools in the UK and New York passionate about educating families on safe carrier use and today we are lucky enough to speak to the guru herself about this. Louise, we are such huge fans of the sleep store and have spent many, many late night feeds um, adding to our ever-growing collection of baby products. Uh, So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge (laughs) with us and our lovely listeners. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And for that rather um, spectacular introduction. <laughs> so if we jump straight in, what um, what are our options with positions for baby wearing? So there's kind of four main positions. There's facing inwards, facing outwards, hip and mm-hmm. back. 
And for me, as a baby wearing consultant, and also from my lots of years of carrying all my babies, I can say that facing inwards and on your back are by far the two best positions. Okay. Because that's how <laughs> humans designed to cling on to their grown-up the same way oh, lots of other okay. creatures cling on. So even with newborns, you know, they're on the chest and they get their little hands and they do little gripping things. And that's kind of where the ergonomics are best when, when you know, the the child is on the front facing the parent or on their back facing into the parent and that's when it's easiest for the adult and it's also the most natural position for the child whether they're brand newborn you know a couple of days after being born or whether you know it's a four-year-old in a backpack going for a hike mm. somewhere so the other positions um hip carrying can also be really good um some buckle carriers can be worn on the hip. That's not great, but a ring sling or a woven wrap that you tie specifically for a hip mm. carry. Um, or some of the softer carriers like made eyes, which kind of tie on, they can all be really great on the hip. They're not, um, obviously the weight's not spread as well when it's just on mm. one hip compared to when it's spread across your back and on both hips. Sorry, both shoulders. Um, but a hip carry mm. can be great in lots of situations. Um, and then that leaves the outwards-facing position, which is what a lot of people think of as, you know, the most normal position, but that's the least comfortable for the baby. Oh. It's the least comfortable for the adult because it's um, it just puts you... It puts the weight of the baby yeah. going away from yeah. you oh. and it puts it's very, very mm. difficult to get a really ergonomic position that's comfortable for the baby. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not a fan of the outward. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's kind of from... That's so interesting. From the media, from kind of lots yeah. of carrier brands, they kind of really promote that and so people see it as the most normal mm. way but it's it's kind of not how humans were not designed to be carried that way so mm. if people are carrying facing outwards they need to make sure that it's as comfortable as possible for their baby and they need to just do it for short periods of time really because you can't have a baby facing outwards in a carrier because then they can like fall over and cut off the airways with the top of the carrier. So, and they can just get really tired and overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really good to know. So sorry, that was quite a. No, that's yeah. No, it's yeah. great to know. I mean, there is nothing better, is there, than when you've got your baby like snuggled up sleeping you know on your front and a carrier is there it's just the nicest feeling I had my nearly one-year-old she um was sick and I had put her front facing in the front pack the other day and she just fell asleep and I we did that like all the time in the newborn days and yeah. I thought yeah. oh, at nearly one it was still so nice to be able to do mm. that it is so lovely and then when they get bigger and they're on your back and then they fall yes. asleep kind of nuzzled oh. into your neck and that like with the two of year old it's so nice yeah. yeah 
Oh, it's so I, nice. We've never never tried on the back to give oh, it a go. No, no, give it a go. Yeah. yeah. I think whenever <laughs> yeah. we have, we get sleep instantly, no matter their age, whenever they're on ah. our backs. <laughs> it must be there must be something about the position that just yeah, rocks them to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's because they can, when they get tired too, your your shoulder or your neck or whatever is just like the perfect pillow. So mm. when they're tired and they're kind of poorly bumped around, they can just rest their head, whereas when they're facing outwards, they kind of can really quickly get overstimulated and then there's nowhere to kind of rest because yeah. their head would just like flop forward. Yeah, of course. I have to say, my husband hates forward facing in the carrier because he said he always gets kicked in the groin. (laughs) True. So (laughs) that's that's clearly more of an issue for dads. Yeah. I think you can look at the ergonomics too. If you sort of imagine carrying a heavy pack when you're tramping, you know, you kind of would have it as close to your body as possible, Mm. you know, and kind of like the length of the pack is into you and so on. And so that's why back carrying with with heavier kids is so much more comfortable than on the front because, you know, we used to carrying heavier things on our back. Mm. And also the kind of not having a gap between, um, you know, the child and the adult, the closer you are together, the easier it is and the more comfortable also Mm. can you imagine yourself being like strapped to another human like that that would be so uncomfortable (laughs) now like when you think about it in the front yeah yeah it's like tandem Hmm. skydiving (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, jumping off the um off the footpath um i think the kind of support that you can offer the hips and the legs and so on it's really difficult to get that facing outwards. Okay. And so then you kind of get, you're much more likely to get the legs kind of dangling down, the hips kind of not being properly supported and so on. Mm. Oh, great. To Very know. interesting. So if we want to um, start baby wearing our little ones, at what age can we do this safely? Well, you can really do it safely from birth. Um, most baby carriers have like an a, a weight recommendation rather than an age recommendation, and that that comes from the companies. The companies obviously have to submit their carriers for safety testing in other countries, not New Zealand, where we have no safety regulations. But oh, wow. so, for example, a carrier in the states, um, you know, the company has to specify it's suitable from. I'm just trying to think. It's normally like 3.2 kgs because that's seven pounds or whatever the conversion is. I can't remember. But um, so they'll say that's the minimum weight and then that goes through the testing process and the lab will test the carrier with that weight and make sure the baby doesn't disappear down inside it and so on. So that kind of – the kind of weight limit or weight minimum comes from kind of the design of the carrier and the insurance and the testing and all that. But if you want to carry, you know, when your baby is smaller than what the instructions recommend or, you know, say, then it's best to have a baby wearing consultant kind of just check out the position to make sure that it is safe. Okay. Um, And I think the kind of key thing when you're starting to, to 
carry your baby from birth, like you're going to carry your baby anyway, whether it's in your arms or with mm. a carrier. And mm. so it's really looking at how can you use a carrier to replicate the kind of safe way that you're carrying a newborn. Um, mm. And some carriers like a, a ring sling or a stretchy wrap or a woven wrap or a, a made eye, the kind of soft fabric ones, you can completely replicate how you'd just be carrying your baby in your arms mm-hmm. and holding them, you know, up nice and high and well supported and, and the airways clear and so on. It's really just when people try to use bulky buckle carriers that are marketed as being from birth, but they're yes. really not. Okay. The whole kind of concept that you can buy a carrier um, a chunky big thing that you adjust and it's got heaps of buckles and clips and that that would be suitable for a newborn. Mm. It, you know, kind of it could be, but far from the best option. Okay. Right. So okay. often people will, yeah, kind of try a carrier from birth and then it won't feel right. It'll be way too big and and there's too much carrier and not enough cuddling of your back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Many, many options that are safe and wonderful from birth. Okay. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, I found with second baby, they were in the, um, like the fabric wrap from day one, you know, just for chasing a toddler for yeah. <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> Absolutely, because you don't have enough pairs of hands, and so it oh. kind of gives you, you know, both of your hands back. Yes, I think our, the um, the priority was one that covered their head when you were cooking dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to keep them safe for the fabric wrap. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when people really start to think, hmm, carrying on the back would be better. Yes, and, yes. and, and you know, people would multiple children and if they've been carrying for a while they start to find that you actually can back carry from very very young if ah. you know with the right sort of carrier and the, with the kind of um, I guess the confidence to maneuver a very small baby onto the kind of back of your neck and then like tie it on yeah yes oh my gosh, I guess that's course. a tricky bit yeah interestingly I remember when I saw a pelvic floor physio she said she recommends back carrying from as early as possible just for, you know, for mums who've had a vaginal delivery and um, the pelvic floor. So that's, and I just had no idea when you could do that from. Yeah, it really, it totally depends on what carrier you use. Mm. So um, a woven a woven wrap or a made eye, which is like a, hard to describe a made eye without showing you, but it's like a square, like a panel of fabric mm. where you t- it's got a tie waist and tie strap. So the same kind of woven wrap fabric, oh, yeah. but oh. not stretchy. Okay. And either of you can back carry from, from, you know, maybe from birth or maybe from just a little bit, you know, a few oh, weeks after. Wow. Um, but Gosh, stretchy wraps, not really yeah. on your back and, and not, you know, there's one French brand of stretchy wraps that um, can show you how to tie to wear them on your back. And then any kind of buckle carrier, um, because they don't support baby's spine and the airways in the same way that a, a soft carrier can, um, buckle carriers generally, you know, depending on the carrier, the instructions might say from six months or, you know, some people will say from sitting independently. Or okay. oh, yeah. The key thing really is that the, baby, that the baby's um, 
can support themselves so they don't like slump down in the carrier and the airways could get compromised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, around six months. Okay. You know, most most carriers there's some that would say more like eight or nine months. But okay. that's a kind of as a you know, rough rough rule of thumb. Oh, great. So, um, I mean, there are so, so many carriers out there, aren't there? Um, are you able to just tell us a little bit more about some of your most popular carriers out there and maybe the pros and cons to them? Sure. So I'll start with the trusty stretchy wrap because that is my absolute favorite for people when they're starting to carry it's perfect from newborn so stretchy wrap um can look a little overwhelming people freak out because they're kind of four or five meters long um but they're designed to be a one-size-fits-all parents and you tie it on and if it's a good quality stretchy wrap you can just leave it on all day and take baby in and out and the key thing with a stretchy wrap is to choose one that's two-way stretch. So that means that it stretches around you as well as across the fabric. A lot of um, stretchy wraps, they don't have actually any stretch when you're tying it around you and the baby. So they're kind of false advertising. But the brands that I love, like Boba is by far the most popular stretchy wrap in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, they're really reasonably priced. and um, they're just a really good introduction to carrying. And if, um, if people who are listening freak out about using a wrap, they can always get in touch with me and I'll give them a little lesson or we've got videos on YouTube or, you know, you can send a photo to check you've got it right. Oh, thank you. But I think the, the key thing with a stretchy wrap, yeah, no worries. The key thing with this, with any kind of carrier is you need to, learn how to put it on and the, anything that you tie mm. on people feel it's harder than just clipping it on but um most people like we often show people at the baby show and you know we just show them and then they can do it themselves or they might need a couple of practices so i think stretchy wrap the real kind of pros of it are that you can get a really perfect ergonomic fit for you and your baby and it's really comfy you just wear it as much as you want um, so yeah, that's a stretchy yeah. wrap. There's lots of brands, but um, Boba or Love Radius, um, Coracore is a really totally beautiful one. We've just started bringing in from Sweden because they have the nicest prints. <laughs> so we were like, oh, those florals are quite nice. We need to have those, but they are really yeah. good quality as well. Um, so yeah, lots of stretchy wraps. Then after that, I would say a ring sling is a really great option. And ring slings, you know, there's many brands and there's lots of different fabrics. And if people are thinking about a ring sling, I think the key thing really is just choosing a reputable brand that's been tested um, to one of the overseas standards. So you know okay. that the rings are good quality um, and the stitching and all that's been tested. But ring slings are great for, um, for little babies. They're really good for quick kind of carries like if you're going into a shop or you're doing school pickup or those kind of times where you just want to whip it off you're going to be carrying your child anyway and it will enable you to kind of be hands-free um mm -hmm. and you can just pop it on in a minute but they do the kind of only kind of con downside with a ring sling is they take a little bit of practice to learn how to thread them properly 
um, and how to adjust them so they're tight enough. Because you often see people with a ring sling. Well, you're not, not often because <laughs> they're not that common, but where they haven't got it, the bottom of the, the bottom hem isn't tight enough. And so they're feeling like they've got to walk around holding the baby. Right. I guess that but they totally can be hands free. Exactly. It's just like a, ni- a nice expensive piece of fabric that you're still using too. Yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of um, kind of more, more carriers, then you kind of have two types. There's either the ones that you tie on or the ones that are a clip, buckle, soft structured kind of carrier, which is more what people will think of as like a front pack or a or a, car- a baby carrier. Yeah. And the, the kind of benefits of... Um, of the soft tie-on carriers is you can just get a much, much better fit for you and your baby because the soft, the fabric tie-on straps, they don't have any kind of webbing digging into the side of your boobs, which a lot mm. of people, that's one of the things they find uncomfortable with buckle carriers is the buckle or the webbing is rubbing on the side of their boobs, particularly if, um, you know, it's kind of in the early days and, and things might be larger or more tender or whatever, so <laughs> things will get squished. So a maidai or a half buckle, the straps um, cross over your back and then they tie, um, they kind of tie, cross under your baby's legs and then tie, you know, the front or the back. And so there's no no buckles or clips or anything for the shoulder straps. You just tie them where and how is comfortable. Okay. And then with the maidai, it's a tie waist, um, and with a half buckle, it's a buckle waist, and they both have the same kind of shoulder straps. So those are probably, um, I know when we talk at work, um, Coralie, who's my, you know, baby-wearing consultant who works for me and helps me run baby-wearing Aotearoa, we often talk about, we wish that everybody knew about made eyes and half buckles because they're so comfortable and they're so um flexible and what size people they fit and you can adjust them to fit different size children but they're not Mm. um they're not like a mainstream carry you can't walk into a kind of main street baby shop or a big box retailer and go oh i'd quite like a nice um you know wrap fabric made eye yeah they're all kind of the ones we sell at the fleet store they come from you know, brands that are really well known in baby wearing in Europe, like Lenny Lamb and Diddy Mo, and um, and we've just actually started bringing in a brand from Ukraine. Interestingly, at times that we're in now, so those kind of carriers are absolutely wonderful, and it's our kind of mission to make them better known. Yeah, well, this is a good platform, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Tell the yeah. world. Yeah, but then kind of in terms of regular you know buckle carriers when people think front pack baby carrier it's got to have clips um the brands that we sell the most of are beko and boba the beko gemini and the beko mm-hmm. eight are really really great carriers they fit pretty much all sizes of adults i don't think we've ever had somebody come to our stand at the baby show and them not fit you know they've got the, the waistbands are very clever in that they can cinch down to really little, like down to a size six or eight woman, and they can go up to, I think the waistbands go up to about 145 centimetres. So that's a pretty good size tummy that, you know, I've never mm. had one I couldn't fit it around. 
Yeah, and they're well, super good. simple to use. They're reasonably priced. They, you know, you can use them for a good length of time and so on. Um, and then the other carrier that I really love is the Boba X, which um, is probably when you're looking at what I was saying about, you know, getting a newborn carrier to fit and do they actually do what they say in terms of fitting from newborn. The Boba X really does. Okay. And it's very cleverly designed to kind of feel around the baby like a wrap, but it's a buckle carrier. Mm-hmm. And then it also has um, little zip-on seat extenders, so it actually can be used up to about a four-year-old. Oh, so wow. that's really the only carrier yeah, that I would recommend if you really, really want one to kind of go from, you know, woe to go, that's yeah. your best option. Oh. There are so many options out there, isn't there? (laughs) And that's just, you know, even with buckle carriers, there's so many. And some of them are so truly awful. They're uncomfortable. They're not tested. They don't fit well. The baby's spine is, like, pushed into the wrong position. Some of the carriers for sale in New Zealand are really awful. Um, So, obviously, there are so many options, um, the ones that you've listed and others out there, if we are looking to buy a carrier, yep. what are the main considerations yep. that we should um, that we should take when we're picking one? Yeah. So I think the first one would be budget. Um, and people shouldn't feel if they're on a tight budget that um, they can't get a really good carrier because there are lots of options Um you know, for $100, $150, you could get a brand new, extremely good carrier. Like, mm-hmm. talking about the Maydyes that have the tie waist and the tie straps, the ones we've just, um, we've got from the Ukraine called Love and Carry, they're $85 for brand new, for absolutely beautiful quality carrier. So, you know, yeah. people should just work out what they're comfortable spending and then talk to their local sling library or their local consultant or come through to us at the sleep store. And, you know, we can find something that works for them. Not people feel like they have to lay by or, you know, after pay or something, a $400 carrier to get a good option. And, you know, kind of on that yeah. mm. second-hand carrier, if they're a good brand, I would much rather people um, bought a second-hand carrier that's a reputable brand that has been safety tested than buy brand new piece of crap from a discount store. So that's kind of, I think, yeah, be realistic yeah, about yeah. your budget mm-hmm. and find the best option um, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. other considerations is what, what age is the child that you're carrying? Kind of what age are they now is the biggest consideration. Like a lot of people will be like, how long will it last for? And I want the kind of, zero to three year kind of option but it's but like when you buy i don't know it's when you buy anything that kind of promises to be everything it's not that great at anything you better to yeah. if you mm-hmm. if you really are wanting to debate for you know the first six to 12 months choose something that's really ergonomic for a newborn up to you know six to 12 months not worrying about whether it actually will fit up to 20 kilos in a three-year-old. 
because it's always going to be a compromise and most carers the compromise is at the newborn end and mm-hmm. um people might be better to choose a you know a cheap stretchy wrap and enjoy that for six months and then choose a buckle carrier or something else yeah that will fit really well for then they'll you know for however long they carry for so i think that yeah what age is it for and then really looking at with the carrier they're looking at how well does it support the baby's spine how well does it support their airways um does it does it really hold the baby in the kind of natural, it's called the spread squat position where their bum is low and their knees are high and they're doing that kind of little gripping on, mm. the kind of way that, you know, babies were designed to be carried. So, yeah. you know, lots of carriers don't actually do that. And so don't look at those okay. yuck bits. Yeah, and I think too, just on that kind of note I mentioned about the safety testing, yeah, the safety testing, there's no mm. safety testing or no safety standard in New Zealand. So my recommendation is people just check that what they're looking at, that it meets either the EU or the US safety standard. And if a retailer can't tell you if it does, then run a okay. mile. That's okay. really good to know. <laughs> so that's a fairly good standard to uphold, is it, the EU safety regulations? Yeah, the, either the EU or the US one is even stricter. And so if okay, if your okay. carrier meets, if, if a carrier is a European brand or a US brand, it will meet the safety standard because there's massive fines. They're not allowed to sell it in those markets. But in New Zealand and right. Australia where there's no standards, or I think what's really worrying to me is the amount of carriers that are for sale on AliExpress, say, and people... Oh. Go and buy what they think is an ergo, or they think it looks like something. Um, and then when they get it, I ordered some recently myself just to check out what arrived. <laughs> and they were pretty awful, horrible oh. webbing. The buckles are really cheap and nasty. Oh. But, Gosh, that's so worrying, isn't it? It really is. And I think it was one of the, con- the consumer kind of organisation, is it Witch or somebody in Britain? They did a um, survey recently and they got a whole lot of these kind of AliExpress sort of carriers and they just fell to bits and that's not oh. good. The buckles particularly can oh, be docking. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's So don't do scary. that. No, very precious cargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads us on to, to safety. What are your top tips for parents then for ensuring that we're carrying the baby safely? They've got two main risk factors with carrying. One is that your baby will stop breathing and one that you'll drop your baby, both of which, you know, can be catastrophic. So first with the airway, the key (laughs) things with the airways is really making sure that you can see your baby's mouth and nose, that it's not Mm -hmm. covered with part of the carrier it's not covered by a coat or um you know blankets or anything you should be able to see that your baby's breathing they should um a good rule of thumb is to have baby's face up against the firm high part of your chest so not down in the squishy part of your chest but up against the firm bony part of your (laughs) chest um and at this, during the yeah. winter too, just really watching that there's no puffy clothing, like a puffer jacket or a big jumper, 
that is surrounding your baby's mouth and nose. So always airways. Okay. Um, the Make sure that your carrier is on tight enough and it fits properly so your baby can't slump down and end up with their chin on their chest because mm-hmm. that will cut off the airways. Um, people need to not carry their babies sideways. You know, the kind of old school um, idea of carrying your baby in the kind of cradle position. Just oh, don't yeah. do that because that's how baby. You know, babies' chins will end up on their chest and their airways will get cut off. So babies should always be vertical, up against the firm part of your chest. And then the fall risk, it's the same sort of things, that the carrier fits properly, that it's tight enough, um, you know, that you're checking, checking the buckles are done securely. And buckles, people have a perception that a buckle carrier is way safer because it's got like a plastic buckle, but that's actually the part of a carrier which is um, the most likely to fail because mm. they get brittle over yeah. time or they're cracked. Yeah. So a good trusty double knot is not going to fail you, whereas a buckle might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then probably, you know, the most kind of, dangerous situation for a baby in a carrier is the combination of a very new baby so the first kind of three to four months but really the first kind of eight weeks or so a baby and a newborn who is sick particularly with like respiratory illness yeah and if they're being breastfed in the carrier which ends up with the you know the carrier or clothing over the top of baby. So yeah. part of our um, training that we did through the Centre for Baby Wearing Studies in New York, Alas didn't get to go to New York. It was like a Zoom COVID training oh, no. that went on for eight weeks for a lot of hours. <laughs> but part of that yeah, was we went through and we read all these reports, um, yeah, coroner's reports of how of babies that had died in carriers, and almost every one was that combination of newborn who was sick who was left feeding or left covered in the carrier and the family, the adult was not looking at them, not checking on them. And that's a really tragic right. situation that couldn't be avoided. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's a combination oh. of being sick with kind of respiratory stuff and then being covered over or squished in. Yeah. So that's really yeah. the kind of thing that nobody mm-hmm. talks about. Um, that no. you know, midwives or people who are seeing families with newborns, they should be talking about those safety things. Not saying carrying is dangerous because that's just ridiculous. People have carried their babies for you know forever, but yeah. just knowing the things yeah. that are dangerous with it. Yeah. So mm. obviously, they are some no nos. Is there any other no no big no nos that you see? Yeah. I think, yeah, the kind of things we've touched on, the not covering your baby, um, not buying crappy quality carriers. Um, And then often I do see people, and it makes me cringe and I want to go and say something, but no one appreciates it, Mm -hmm. um, is when people have (laughs) their carriers just on way too loose. They've got their babies kind of low Uh, and kind of swinging loose. And then you kind of get into the fall risk and the suffocation risk because they're not kind of high, close enough to 
t- firmly done up carrier. So yeah, swinging around loose. And I did see one the other day actually where um, the person had no idea how to use the carrier and their legs, they'd strapped the baby's legs under the waistband. So the child was kind of in a totally oh. vertical position with their legs down under the waistband. So, Oh my gosh. It wasn't pretty, but he was very receptive oh. to some suggestions of how to improve that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, it was good because the child was really unhappy. Oh, no wonder. And um, I'm just wondering, you know, like car seats and prams where they put a limit on how many hours they can be in them for their position. Is there anything similar for carriers? Not really, no. I think think the thing with car seats, it comes back to that whole, is the baby's airways compromised Mm, and, you know, leaving babies sleep in a car seat will compromise the airways because their head will slump forward. So I think yeah. the, the only real limit for, would be if people choose to carry their babies facing outwards and then there's going to be a natural okay. limit of when the baby starts to nod off, you have to turn them round or they will slump forward and their head will be dangling over the, the top of the carrier. So, you know, often people say, yeah. you know, kind of 15, 15 to 20 minutes or something facing outwards will be plenty with a, you know, sort of six to nine month old. Okay. But that's just that's a, know. you know, that's just an estimate. So if we get a carrier um, and we're not sure if we are wearing it properly or, you know, doing everything as safe as we can, I know you've you've already said that people could get in touch with you, but... Where else can we go to make sure that we're doing everything right? I know you'd mentioned baby wearing consultants, but where? how do we find them? Yeah, so we've kind of got, well, if you go to um, to babywearingaotearoa.co.nz, when we set that up okay. last year, um, there's a listing of all the sling groups, baby wearing groups that are around New Zealand. So I think there's about 15, I think, active groups. So all the main centres have groups, um, you know, lots cool. of lots of smaller places have a group where they might, they'll either get together regularly and there will be, Often there's a, a trained consultant and some, you know, experienced, passionate volunteers who run those groups. Yeah. And, you know, some of them meet regularly and some are more casual kind of, you know, they might get together for, for a morning tea from time to time or there might be somebody who can do kind of one-on-one, you know, by appointment sort of thing. It kind of, particularly the volunteer run groups it really just depends on you know what's happening in those people's families and children and and it all kind of went a little bit pear-shaped over you know two years of lockdowns and yeah, you know of course yeah kind of restrictions and so on so where that was the other kind of inspiration for baby wearing Aotearoa was really just to provide um a, a kind of nationwide organisation to support the volunteer-run organisations to take some of the kind of training and admin and things off those groups. Yeah. But so, yeah, our website will have um, listed contact details for all the local groups, and um, that's a really good way mm-hmm. to get kind of some free hands-on help to check 
that your carrier fits properly or to try something different if the carrier you've got is ghastly or you just want to try something else because it's pretty and there's many other options to try. Um, yeah, yeah. And then also um, baby wearing Aotearoa has a listing of all the active um, professional baby wearing consultants. So to be on that list, the, the people need to have completed a proper course that there's been, you know, an exam and assessment either in person or or over Zoom, you know, showing that they have really good understanding of all the different types of carriers that they're teaching people to use and a really comprehensive understanding of the whole safety aspects of carrying. So um, I'm not off the top of my head, I'd say there's probably a dozen or 15 or so people who who are listed on there not everybody kind of is okay. uh, works all the time it's a pretty specialized you know career yeah but it's also a, a very good value way to make sure that your carrier is as comfortable as possible not just safe but comfortable for you as the as the adult um and also most mm-hmm. consultants also have a really good library of carriers that um you know that they can help you fit um, and try some different things before you purchase. It's a good idea to see a consultant, you know, before you buy, so you can try some things on and buy the one that fits properly. Yeah, and then through um, Baby Wearing Aotearoa, we have, um, we you can email or, you know, through social media message us your, your photos of you carrying if you just want a quick fit check. Just often yeah. it's just a tweak, like mm. do it a little bit tighter or... Um, you know, fold this bit over or just some little kind of tweak. So we're happy to do that any time. Um, and then if some more help is needed, then Coralie will often get in touch with people and arrange a quick in-person or Zoom meeting. And so, and the same oh, services. Nice. Yeah, the same services offered when people um, purchase a carrier or they want to purchase a carrier through the sleep store. Um, we do free half an hour one-on-one consultations to help people choose or, you know, tweak what they've purchased. So there is a lot of help if people know where, you know. And I think when people are buying a carrier too, they just really, 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 really need to buy from people who know what they're talking about, just kind of resist the buy it from AliExpress or buy it from the chain store down the road where they don't actually even know how to put it on safely, let alone, you know, advise yeah. you other options. So much carriers in store is really kind of a self-service, take it off the shelf because you saw an ad or someone told mm. you which one to buy. Mm. That's great. You're right. It's about knowing where to look because I had no idea that these no, services neither. even existed and it would have been so handy to have had someone yeah. check for me early on. Yeah. And I think too, for, um, yeah. you know, when people are having particularly their first baby and they're kind of have left their sort of, you know, job or, and they're at home and if they haven't kind of got friends with babies, a baby wearing group can also be a social you know, so, you know, people can go monthly and it's a way to make mm, you free. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely as a mum. So I was just wondering about second hand um, carriers. Because I know, like I know the stretchy wrap that I use for my boys has been shared amongst quite a large Me group included. of friends. <laughs> including Georgia. 
Um, and I was just wondering about the kind of safety aspect. I mean, should, and for the buckle one, should we be getting those checked after a few years or after a few children? Um, or do they have a lifespan? I think buckle carriers definitely have a lifespan and it comes back to the buckle. <laughs> the You know, mm. the, the stitching... Okay. The stitching, you, you should check the stitching on your carriers from time to time, but it's really the buckles because they're so prone to getting shut in car doors or chewed by dogs. Yeah. Or, but mostly it's the being left in the car in the sun and it causes the buckles to go brittle and snap. Ah, okay. So ah, I think okay. yeah. that, that probably is, um, is the bit that people should really check. I think if you've if you've bought a good quality carrier, it's not going to sort of spontaneously stop being safe after X amount of years. Mm. It's just check the buckle and buy a decent one to start with. Yeah, and if you know if you do wear it a lot, um, you know, like any kind of fabric product over time, I guess it does wear out. You know, if you think of like your favourite pair of jeans, if you're wearing them heaps and heaps, eventually yeah. they might wear. Eventually, yeah. some stitching might fail, but it's not going to kind of happen spontaneously. So, just a good, you know, check from time to time. Keep and I think on it. the stretchy mm. wraps, um, we were. I was doing an event last week where I had. Um, it was a community event, and I had was was giving out or loaning carriers and I was really focusing on stretchy wraps because they're kind of quick to show people to use and that I had about you know 30 that I could give away but the ones that were older and they were one-way stretch I ended up like giving people brand new ones from the shop instead of Um, giving these recycled ones because the one-way stretch ones they're just really awful to use and they don't they're much much harder to learn to tie and they kind of dig in and it was like oh these people i really want them to love carrying and then i'm going to give them this second hand and i just i couldn't do it i just left them in the suitcase under the table and gave them oh that's so kind (laughs) that's so good of you (laughs) not not a very good business strategy but as when i had my community hat on it was the perfect option shows your passion for baby wearing absolutely that's my mission there you go (laughs) oh yeah nice um and just the last question we have for you louise actually is if we've got a a carrier when should we think about sizing up to more of a toddler carrier yeah that's a good question i mean it, it probably depends on what carrier you have like if you have mm. one of the made eye or half buckle ones where this where it has tie straps, you can actually um, the way that you tie you can use the straps to support under the knees, um, and and that can you know get quite a bit more use out of the carrier, just by the nature of how you can tie it. But with a with a buckle carrier, um, a kind of standard size carrier like a I don't know a boba. 4GS or uh, any of the Ergos, Manduka, any of those kind of standard size carriers, by the time your child is getting into kind of size 2 pants, so that kind of just as an indication of the length of their legs, you'll start to find that those carriers start to feel a bit small. 
Yeah. And yeah. the kind of things to watch out for is you want the top of the back panel to still be holding your child securely in the carrier. Um, mm. I would say up to armpit height is a good, okay. a good measure because if it's getting down to kind of the middle of their back, you start to get the child kind of lurching backwards, mm. um, yeah. which is highly unlikely they're going to flip out and do a back somersault out the carrier. But in my own experience, when I was carrying – you know, years ago, before I knew that toddler carriers existed, maybe before toddler carriers were available, like my kids are older now. But <laughs> so I think, if I think it would be 10 years ago because I had a four-year-old and a, you know, 18-month-old. And my four-year-old was in, a, in an old-school ergo and he was too tall for it. And he was swinging around. We were climbing up on Mount Rupehu and he was swinging around and his arms were kind of, and his shoulders were all kind of loose because the carrier was too small. And I ended up in Taumaranui Hospital with, um, <gasps> you know, a horrific <gasps> pain. Oh. And it was because he was too loose and, you know, he was too big. Yeah. And so I was kind of compensating somehow. Uh. Kind of trying to get, get. And so I think that, Holding them in secure up to the armpit height, that's for safety, but it's also for your comfort. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole kind of babe, kids should be, babies should be in carriers that go knee to knee. That's super important for hip development with little okay. babies. You know, the, the whole kind of knee to th knee thing is less important for the hip development. But if you're carrying okay. for a longer period of time, like you're going for a hike for two or three hours, and if the carrier is not wide enough, your children's legs will start to get pins and needles, and they will be quite unhappy about that. Mm. You know, the, uh, yeah. If the carrier was too small, take the child out. They'll be complaining about my legs have gone numb and you'd be like, what? <laughs> you'd get them out and they'd be all wobbly because the carrier is too small. <laughs> so it's kind of digging into the middle of their thighs rather than, you know, going yes. around and supporting up to them. So that's kind of like if you're doing a, you know, 20 minutes, quick was around the supermarket and you've got your three-year-old in a carrier that's too small, that's probably fine. But if mm. you want to go for a, a four-hour bush walk, with a three-year-old, you best have a yeah. carrier that fits them comfortably or it will be torture for both of you. We actually recently, oh, well, last year, decided to get one of the Beko or Beko toddler carriers, you know, um, on your website for our, yeah. he was two then, and he was so much happier about being on my back uh, when we put him into that yeah. for hikes. And I, I actually don't know if it was the pins yeah. and needles, but it could have been. And then obviously it was easier for me because he wasn't, you know, thrashing around so much. I think that's what we need to get. We must. Yeah. I think we need to get that for Harry. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise how bad it was before until I tried him in this and then was like, oh, no, this is meant to be comfortable and enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're, they're, the Beko toddler is such a good carrier. Okay. Like we were still yeah. using one with Eddie. He's probably when he was, we went on a two month trip overseas when he was five. Well, he was probably just under five because he turned five in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. Um, and so we had two months for hours every day. Like when we were out sightseeing, you know, the, yeah. the older kids could walk all day. And 
he could walk half a day and then we would carry him for four or five hours. That's amazing. And then, yeah, and we were doing a lot of walking then. I think we did the Tongariro Alpine Crossing when he was six wow. and he wow. walked 17K. But wow. then the Beko toddler was pretty useful at yeah. from 17 to 19.5K. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> because he was pretty confident. Yeah. And that thing about when they get in and go straight to sleep he was asleep within one oh. minute oh, no carrier. wonder i would be too after walking that far yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty good hike for a little kid yeah yeah it's a great carrier i was quite intimidated when it first arrived because it's so it's so big isn't it compared to what you are used to with a baby yeah. and then very quickly realized it was yeah. so much more comfortable mm. yeah and that whole like stopping them swinging and thrashing around oh yeah that makes such a difference to yeah, yeah. never mind about how comfortable they are you have to be particularly oh. when they're getting yeah. up like that's got a 27 kg weight limit you know that's a that's a lot of weight yeah. you oh, want huge. it as close to you as possible yeah yeah oh definitely yeah yeah, no, highly, highly recommend that one. This has been so Thank useful. Thank you so, so much, Louise. You've got me, we're expecting our third, and I'm so excited now for the newborn stretchy wrap stage because I just loved it so much. You've just reignited my excitement. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, if you need to try anything else, just be sure to get in touch and you can oh. come in and try some. Or, oh, um, so kind. Borrow something, that will be fun. Oh, that's oh, so amazing. Yeah, this has been so helpful. so helpful. I know it will help so many people who are either expecting or, you know, like I said, we didn't realise we were doing it wrong until they were two. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it helps people of kids of all ages. Awesome. Thanks, Louise. Well, keep up the wonderful work, ladies. It's great to see the podcast taking off so well and all the best with it. And you. Thank you so much, Louise. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you did, you would really appreciate it if you could like or subscribe um, wherever you listen. And you can also find us on Instagram at parentpod.nz. Uh, we hope you have a great week. See you next week. Bye.